following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. And welcome into Talking Cowboys inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio. Happy Monday to everybody. It's a victory Monday out here at the Star. Cowboys, 35 New York Giants, 17 in the season opener. I don't think it was really that close either. Dominant performance. Rob Phillips, Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus. Bill Jones will be back tomorrow. But we have so much to talk about over this next 45 minutes. Not a bad way to start the season, huh? Took the words right out of my mouth. Yes, absolutely. You know, uh, and and I think as I, I, when my column gets up, I wrote, they answered a lot of questions, I think, that were kind of swirling around the team as they went into this first game. And uh, almost every one of the answers came out uh, awfully positive uh, in a game like that when you dominate a an opponent you should have dominated and go out there and do what you're supposed to do. Uh, I didn't see 35 points coming, but uh, I, I thought that uh, they were just so efficient, and uh, I, I just don't think you could criticize much of anything they did offensively. Yeah, it looks like to me a team that actually got preseason snaps that were able to get a series or two and then uh, kind of parlay that into the 30 practices that we saw. Uh, some of the things, some of the questions like Mickey talked about were uh, – what kind of game was Kellen Moore going to call? And, you know, Kellen Moore, to his credit, saw a defense that he felt like that he could attack. And he attacked it with play action. He attacked it with clearly better uh, skill players than what the Giants had. We, we talked about it all week. It's why you should listen to this show is we talked about the Giants lacked a pass rush. And even when they tried to blitz, they got the pickups. They used Olawale in pickups. They used Zeke in pickups. They even used Tony Pollard in some pickups. So, you know, when the Giants tried to answer with some things, uh, the Cowboys had their own answers. And, you know, give Dak Prescott a lot of credit. Clean pocket in front of him. Receivers winning on the outside. Uh, tight ends winning when they had to. So, it, it, overall, um, offensively, I think it was really – a very well-played game, uh, even to the aspect that, like I say, we learned a little bit about the play caller coming out in multiple formations, even sometimes getting in 12 personnel and then still throwing the football. You know, that's something in the past we'd kind of seen. 12 personnel was a, a Zeke handoff. And, you know, but here he is. I, I counted one time where he had a play, and I wrote about this last night, that he had a play where he had four players moving pre-snap. Yeah. You know, one after the other. And then brought the first player, which was Randall Cobb, all the way across the formation and then brought him back on the fake on the jet sweep and threw the screen to Ezekiel Elliott going the other way out the back door. So he's trying to show creativity. He's trying to show that he can find ways to attack defenses when they're just not good enough to handle you. And I think that's a very, very positive sign coming out of that. You know, and one of the things that uh, I think was 
probably with all the things that happened, maybe was underscored, was the fact that he went a lot of hurry-up offense. We didn't see that in preseason. I don't know that we saw it in training camp. Play with some pace. They would have a a session maybe for hurry-up, but it wasn't like in, in the concept of just a drive down the field. And what I liked the most was when they hit him with a big play, there was no celebrating. It was get your butt to the line of scrimmage and let's go. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not going to let them regroup. You know, we're we're, we're going to snap the ball. And then the other thing, uh, and maybe not so much uh, in the uh, running game, but the offensive line keeping Dak clean. Absolutely. No sacks No allowed. sacks. No yeah. sacks. This is a guy yeah. that was sacked 56 times last year, and he only got hit twice. Right. And the other thing is he didn't save any sacks by having to run out of the pocket. His only two runs were called quarterback runs uh, and then two kneel downs. So to me, the pocket was clean. He had time to kind of survey the field, come off his first read, go to the second one, sometimes the third. That was a time that he had in the pocket. Uh, and you got to credit that offensive line that really hadn't played together uh, much at all during the preseason. Maybe one time? I, yeah. I'm trying to remember that second game, uh, but I don't know that because uh, Zach Martin probably didn't play in that no, second he did game not. when yeah. they played the starters. Exactly, exactly. Do you want to retract that this is a Sky Wars offense? It is, not a, Sky it Wars is a Sky off Wars for, offense for, for one week. But you said that back in camp. Don't expect you know Mike Leach offense necessarily for this team. And I get your point because Dak said it after the game was over. We're not running necessarily a bunch of new plays, right? Like you said, Brian. They're presenting things a little bit differently pre-snap, yes. Yes. making the defense guess and dialing some things up at the right time. That's you know you know it's it's dialed up right when a couple of these touchdowns. I mean, there's nobody within ten yards of these guys. Blake Jarwin yeah. on the opening touchdown from 28 yards out, et cetera. Yeah, they, they caught they they did a nice job. When you have a lot of weapons like they have, or players that can make plays, you know, guys like Randall Cobb in the slot, we saw what he's capable of doing. But when you have guys that that demand coverage on the outside and guys that demand coverage inside you can't you know it's like the old you know put your finger in the in the uh, the dam there to keep the water from coming out there's just more holes and I think the Giants got caught in a situation yesterday where there were so many trying to put their fingers in holes to stop the the leaking that it just the flood hit them and you know that's 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 the idea of how you build your football team. You put as many weapons out there as you can. You have a quarterback that, like Mickey said, the quarterback had a command of what was going on as far as they're able to play with pace. You know he's like making a play and he's like let's go, let's go, let's go. And you know that's that's kind of where we the, the game is evolving to when it is about playing with pace. It's about making big plays. It's about chunk plays. And the Cowboys had their share of those big chunk plays. Uh, that really affected the way that the Giants were. The, the Giants didn't have an answer for them in the secondary. The kid DeAndre Baker will be a great player for them one day. He's just not right now. Janoris Jenkins. They feel like that they got better at safety. I don't think they got better at safety. I really don't. I, I was talking. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, Jabril Peppers, Peppers and, and, and mm. that they are not good. I mean, Jabril Peppers, I think, is an okay player. But but they, you know, for them to think that they can line up Antoine Bethea against against Amari Cooper in the slot and play it one-on-one with no safety help in the middle of the field is that's that's just that's not having an answer right there. And Amari's touchdown in the game was with DeAndre Baker their first round draft pick lining up against just a great him one-on-one. Throw. Just a great throw. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely great throw and a great and, and a great 
pickup uh, inside. Matter of fact, it was uh, uh, Connor Williams. They, they run a blitz off the left side, and Connor Williams not only helps Travis Frederick with his guy, but here, the young man having some awareness to bump outside, pick up the blitz, because Tyron Smith had to go get the blitzer. And then here's Connor Williams sliding over to pick up the guy, and now the ball's out of your hand. So maybe Connor Williams last year would not have been aware, and then all of a sudden Dak would have been hit, and much like uh, Manning got hit on, you know, with Lawrence, and the ball would have been fluttering down the field. But that wasn't the case. They had to get a great job of managing the twist stunts that they had up front. They managed to pick up the blitzes. And then Dak Prescott made them pay for their lack of coverage on the back end. You know, I was talking to Kellen Moore afterwards and asked him if Dak had checked to that play. And he said, no. He goes, that was the play that was called. And if we got the coverage we were looking for, that's where we were going right. with it. And he looked because he could see the blitz was coming. And he saw, and I saw it from the press box. I said, oh, he He's in single coverage. Yeah. The safety's way in the middle of the field. Yeah. Go, go, go for it. Dak did a great job of holding Peppers in the middle of the field. He never, he never looked, he never looked to his left until Connor, until the blitz got picked up. Mm-hmm. And when that blitz got picked up, then he looked as he looked to the left. And then that that kept Peppers right in the middle of the field, like Mickey said, deep and away. And that was just a whole shot right there. The one I wanted him to hit, I wanted him to hit the Ola Wally yeah, one. Yeah. How many times have we seen that one? On and the I, wheel I, route? The wheel there? route. Yeah. And I was always afraid to talk about it at practice. You know, it's one of those things like, oh, they tried to run Ola Wally on the wheel. You know, I was thinking, okay, that's one of those secretive type plays you really don't want to talk about. You know, the coaches would walk up to you and go, hey, Brian, please don't be talking about stuff you're watching at practice that way. But yeah, the Ola Wally route, that, that's, that's one of those plays that, you know, they got what they wanted too. They had an outside linebacker who was really a rush defensive end that that was in coverage and if they could have got the ball a little bit further down the field I think Olawale would have made that play but it was it's a, it's a play that they'd been working on a couple different times in practice and they actually hit it a couple times cuz they got some of the, they got the linebackers in coverage on that for the Cowboys and were able to hit it so it's well, a good looking play Kellen Moore I, I've said it before when we first talked to him back in OTAs Ola Wally was one of the first guys he mentioned in sure. terms of a versatile guy that did a lot of stuff in Oakland, and people might chuckle at it because he's the fullback, but he is versatile. And you know, Dak completed passes to seven different receivers. It very well could have been eight. It's just an example of using all the guys that he's got and a lot of talented guys. And I think they sent a message to the next opponent and the rest of the league that this isn't a one-man receiving core. And I think no. you're pick the click, Michael Gallup. Yeah. It worked uh, out. That you stole from me. It worked out okay. Uh, we usually give you first choice, Mickey. I know, take and it. I let him go because I yeah. knew where he was going. Well, hey, great Always. minds. You and had it him was. too. Yeah. Seven catches for 158 yards, and and boy, was he good. And, not, One and it wasn't just nine nine routes. He was yeah. running those slants. Yeah. He was catching the ball in traffic. Guys on him. Uh, that was a heck of a wow. game. And I think that's what we were expecting. We, that's what we've been seeing. We have the benefit of getting – the privilege of watching all these practices going back to late July, and he has been dominant at times in practice, yeah, and he looked no really Amari good. No Amari Cooper games. in practice, yeah. and he was he was there all the time. You gonna talk about this defense? Yeah, you gonna do it after the break, or you gonna? Uh, we got a couple more minutes, just okay. real quick. Dak, Everything wasn't perfect. No, exactly. We'll get to that when we come back, but real quick on Dak, just to recap his day: twenty-five of thirty-two, four hundred five, four touchdowns, and the Cowboys had touchdowns on five straight drives i believe first time since 2000 they had done that yeah wow uh perfect quarterback rating mick that's the 
first time. Oh, second. Craig Craig Morton was Craig the first. Craig Morton is yeah. the first at, at, with more than 20 attempts. And one of four players in NFL history to get 400 passing yards, four touchdowns, and a perfect rating. Yeah. I mean, it, I, you I mean, know, it was you unbelievable. Ask, yeah. I mean, it was. Uh, Couldn't have drawn it up any better. I, I mean, he, he, he was on spot. He was seeing the receivers. He was given time. Uh, his 405 yards, uh, when I looked it up, it's 11th most in club history. He was two yards short of being ninth because the, there was a tie for ninth uh, at 406. Uh, and I kidded with Kellen Moore afterwards. I said, so did you quit calling passes that fourth quarter to preserve your seventh spot with 435 yards passing? <laughs> and, and he laughed. And he goes, yeah, I probably should have thought of that. Uh, also, uh, it was the most yards uh, in a season opener by a Cowboy quarterback in history Jake, uh, Troy Aikman owned the record at 362, but he needed overtime in 99 against the Redskins. And 80 pass. of those came on the winning touchdown pass. My to, first day with the, uh, the back with the, with the Cowboys. With, that right? really? My first game, yep. Rocket Ishmael, uh, and they they had named the the the, the play a Rocket Red Glare. Yeah. It was a nine route, and Rocket Ishmael just burned him down yep. the field. And it was the same pass they had thrown to him earlier in the game, and he had dropped it. Dropped it, it yeah. And this time it was an 80-yard touchdown pass to win it. But, yeah, if you think about all the games they've played, all the great quarterbacks, and this was the best season opener by a Cowboys quarterback. We mentioned Cooper and Gallup. They're the first receiving duo on this team since 2015 to get – uh, both 100-yard re- rece- uh, receiving games. And we talked about – you mentioned chunk plays, Brian. Yeah. Five completions of over 25 yards in there the game. There you go. And, you Win know, a lot of games playing that way. Yeah, you're two for two in the red zone, which is a encouraging dating from dating back to last season. But you also didn't have to put yourself in that situation with all the chunk plays they had offensively. Yep. And then let's not forget Randall Cobb. Uh, who made a couple third-down catches to get first downs and none more so than the one on third down uh, when they were at the 16-yard line. I think they needed eight yards or so, and he not only caught the ball on an out, but he broke the tackle, got the first down, and got it to the five-yard line. It set up Witten's touchdown. So Randall Cobb, and, and Brian, we've been talking about this, his ability to run with the ball after the catch. Yeah. And he turns into a running back, yeah. and and he did it. He did it a couple times. So uh, they didn't lose anything having him playing in the slot. No, no, no disrespect to Cole Beasley. Yeah. Not, that's gonna be the last time I say that because it. You know, we all we all respect Cole, but this is a different cat. This is a guy that's a guy that's been there. He's a bad ball catcher. You know, he's a guy that can adjust. He can make the plays when he's contested. You saw what he can do. He's stopped four yards short of the sticks, and Hamilton tries to get him on a low tackle, and he just says, no, you're not going to get me. He put his hand in the middle of his chest and stopped his momentum and then just threw him to his side and then put his shoulder down to get through Bethea to get the first. So, yeah, this is a different cat with the ball in his hands. He's a big-time player. He's always been a big-time player. And, you know, as the pro department, you go out and you try and find those guys. You go out and you try and find a guy that maybe for one season he plays out of his mind, and then all of a sudden now you've done a good job of helping your football team win games because you got guys like him on that team. And it only costs cost him $5 million. Think yep. about that. Yep. Heck of a signing. Well probably, probably one of the best in the entire league this past spring. All right, let's take our first break. We come back. Like Brian said, we'll shift yeah. to the defense and how their performance looked 
against the Giants. Week one, Cowboys 35, Giants 17. That's next on Talking Cowboys. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus. A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS One Score, September 2018. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys and with us you'll travel like a pro visit cowboystravel.com to book your travel package today Work the Cowboys way and channel the winning business tradition of the Dallas Cowboys and the Jones family at Formation. This dynamic workspace provides an elevated work experience on the Stars' aspirational campus with exclusive membership options available to meet varying needs. Choose from open workspaces, dedicated desks, and private offices to leverage our home field advantage for your individual business success. Limited memberships are available now, so apply today at formationatthestar.com. Man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to Talking Cowboys. And don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys once again live at AT&T Stadium Sunday, September 22nd as they take on the Miami Dolphins. Get your tickets now at DallasCowboys.com. And, of course, before that, it's a road trip to D.C. to take on the Washington Redskins in Week 2. We'll get into that matchup as the week goes on. But we are back inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio breaking down Cowboys and Giants. All right, you guys' thoughts on defensively how Dallas looked, giving up 17 points, although one touchdown came late. What were your thoughts overall? Well, thank goodness they made some big plays, (laughs) holding them to 10 points. Sure. Because the overall performance from a yardage standpoint, giving up 470 yards, which is the most yards they've given up in the last 22 games, and What's troubling to me is if you look at what this defense has done over the last two games, going back to the Rams' playoff games, the Rams had 459 yards against them. If you add that together, that's 929 yards they've given up in the last two games, and 424 of those are rushing yards. So 151 yesterday to the Giants. Uh, and we don't need to keep track of how many games they've played without giving up a 100-yard rusher because they did it already with Saquon Barkley. Uh, So to me, when you've given up 424 yards rushing in two games, uh, that's kind of a troubling sign. And I know the games are nine months apart or whatever, but still, uh, you got to do better than that. And I'm sure Rod Marinelli's barking 
uh, in there today. Well said, Mickey. Well said on that. Uh, yeah, I think to me that the game plan clearly was to try and stop Barkley and to stop Evan Ingram. And, yeah. and you failed both in both if you really want to look at it. You know, you can allow the others to make plays, but it, you know, that part of it didn't kill you. They talk about they talk about they would rather they're okay with the yards as long as they don't give up the points. The thing that was troubling to me was we talked about tackling and it looked like at times it was really, really poor. You know, so maybe that's something that we'll see go, you know, as we get into the season that will improve. But you know, yeah, you look at the if you look at the overall numbers of who had to make the tackles. Xavier Woods was your leading tackler with 11. It's never good when your safety's having to make 11 plays. It seemed like, and two, I think the Cowboys are very fortunate the game wasn't close because they would have just steady dieted you with Saquon Barkley. I don't think they had a real answer for him at all. I, I just don't. And, and, and we made the Barry Sanders comparison. Rod it, did too during the it, week. It's and absolutely true about him. And you know, if he would have. I think Dallas took him out of the game as far as the score took him out of the game. Because if that thing was close, I mean, they just kept handing the ball, handing him the ball, and you're thinking, like, man, they have not really stopped him yet. They, You know, Anthony Brown had a missed tackle that could have been a, a minus play, spun off, goes down, you know. The spun fit, twice on yeah, that play. Yeah, the 59-yard, it was a hell of a play by Awuzie to run him down from the other side of the field. Just a great effort. Because if Awuzie doesn't come flying, they still score on the drive. But just the effort to get over there. But, yeah, they were blocked badly on the play. There was nobody in the alley. The ball, when it went out of there, it was – you know, it was on. He was setting sail. So, yeah, I think that you have to worry about. I think you have to worry about the pass rush. I don't think it was nearly. Now that we talked about the Giants had had improved some with their with their pass protection. It was clear that was something they wanted to do. But I, I just, you know, it just wasn't. It, it seemed like the best pass rushes they had were when Eli Manning got outside the pocket. That's when they. That's when they were the most effective. When, when uh, Pat Shermer was making some ridiculous calls on third and fourth down instead of handing the ball to that number twenty six, you know he says, "Oh, let's get cute and try and do something here on the outside." Yeah. So you got some help there. Smart play by uh, Woods, by the way, to tackle that guy on the goal line when the ball got outside. I thought that was a brilliant play on his part. But, yeah, overall, I think if you're the Cowboys, you have to be concerned that you, you the, the two best players for the Giants – you did not really control, and you know that that's you know they're, I think they're going to play better offenses. Uh, I think they're going to play uh, teams with you know with I don't know if they'll have a better running back, but just as good as tight ends and even better receivers down the line, and, and a better quarterback for sure. Now, a lot of a lot of Ingrams came in the fourth quarter, and and they were trying to keep everything underneath, and they were just dumping, dumping, dumping to him, but the. Saquon Barkley part just really worried me that the defensive tackles weren't holding down the fort in the middle. And then the linebackers, like on his big run, Vanderish got caught looking inside, yep. and he's chasing the ball instead of staying in his gap. And they knew that this guy will jump cut on you yep. and don't over-pursue. That's what got him in trouble against the Rams. They started over-pursuing. Angles. Got to do better than that. And and he, he was finding creases right up the middle. You know, it wasn't like it was speed to the outside. It was creases in the middle. So, yeah, that's got to – that part's got to improve. And, and, and as Brian said, you know, you got one sack. That was it. Oh, Tank was not happy after the game talking. To, I mean, it said it's not good enough. Uh, you could tell those guys were not happy with, with the overall performance. Now, they did get off the field, 
Yes. Two of 11, I think, the Giants were on yes. third downs. Yes. A couple takeaways. So there were some good things there. Got off on fourth down, too. Fourth yeah. down, big play by Tank there as well. Uh, obviously, the terrible call. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I mean. What are you it, thinking? I don't know. I, 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 that's why, the, that, the, to me, the Giants, that's where, you know, you have a, you have a, you, you talk about Kellen Moore and the way he uses his weapons or way he used the weapon yesterday. You know, when you take the ball as Saquon Barkley's hands, that to me is a that's just a, sh- a sign of stupidity right there for Pat. And, and if you're the Giants, you have to be sitting there going, "Why do we do this? Why do we? What 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 are we doing here? Why are we trying well, to?" It happened twice, right? Yeah, the absolutely. Third down yeah. play when yeah. when he was getting hit and yeah. uh, Vanderish hit him, and they yeah. called him for intentional grounding. Right. And then the fourth down play, fourth and one, and you're going to roll him out. The best pressure they got, like I said, was when they when yeah. they got when they got Manning outside in space. That's the best. But to get one sack, and I'll, I'll tell you what, something is a little disappointing to me. Just you know, because we've talked about the depth on this roster, especially the depth on the defense. It was not, you know, you watch guys like the Kerry Hyders and you watch the uh, the Joe Jacksons and you watch the backup guys, you know, if you're counting on these guys to play and it's late in the game and I know maybe it's the score is not what it needs to be, but if you're counting on Kerry Hyder and you're counting on Joe Jackson and all those guys and any all the other backups that were playing in that game. Dorrance Armstrong. Dorrance Armstrong. They, they did not affect that game. Or make a play that the Giants just went down the field to get that set that last touchdown, and a lot of that was on guys that you're talking about being, hey, this is the depth, and these are the rotational players, and this is you know we and, and, and I'm guilty, well, I'm guilty of this because I'm sitting there telling you, well, okay, Kerry Hyder can do this, and Dorrance Armstrong can do this, and but those guys didn't show up like they needed to. If they're going to rely on them to be rotational players, they have to play better than what they played in that in that second half or that fourth quarter in that in that game well, yesterday. Every, it's not just you. Everybody's talked about the depth on that line. You yeah. got two high draft picks that were healthy scratches made yeah. inactive in right. the game. Tristan well, Hill, maybe, have to, maybe have to rethink it that. It might I mean, be taco time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because Armstrong got one quarterback hit. Otherwise, he zeroed out. Yeah. Didn't even make a tackle. Yeah. So to me, if you're going to play the guy uh, 30 snaps, that's 43% of the plays, and, and that's all you get. Uh, I, I, I just and they tried moving him around to the point. Finally, they start a couple times. They moved Lawrence over to the right side. Yeah, they weren't getting any push no, over there. They were. They, that's what they tried to take advantage a little bit of, of Nate Solder. Nick, Nick, uh, Mickey was right about that. That yeah. you know, take advantage of that. But you know, the best player, the best player on the field with all that young group playing, was was Tyron Crawford playing as the under tackle. I mean, he was the one guy that was actually, and you know, he's a starter, and there's a reason why he's a starter. But the guys around him were not showing up, and that 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 part of it is disappointing because you you they throw you out there for a reason, right. you know. And if you're if you're incapable of getting pressure or making tackles or making plays, then maybe the thought about well, wait a minute, you got like you guys mentioned, we got Hill here, we've got Taco here. Is it time to say okay? Well, let's let's see what's going on here. Let's really see what's going on because that was inexcusable the way that those guys played and allowed the Giants just to just to go down the field the way they did and score that that touchdown. You know, when I'm looking at the the tackles, you got to get to four. The eighth guy in tackles, Antoine Woods with two, yeah. and Covington with two, yeah. and that was it on yeah. the defensive line. 
So you got to do a better job than that. Somebody's got to do something. Now, they tried to. They said they were going to rotate the guys and not give them that many snaps. So Lawrence ended up playing 32 uh, of the snaps. So uh, 32 of the 69 snaps. And Crawford uh, ended up playing 30 of the 69. But again, the idea was to get more versatile guys there. Well, they may have to rethink that and get a pure pass rusher in there on one of those sides opposite Demarcus Lawrence. We'll see if their approach changes going into week two. All right, let's take our final break. We come back, we'll keep breaking down this game, maybe take a question or two off of Periscope next on Talking Cowboys. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup, and now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof, Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yup. But please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper Soft Coolers at otterbox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine a surging river of ice-cool Dr. Pepper roaring with carbonated mists of desire. You're dangling above it upside down like a fishing lure in the wind. 23 flavors tickle your nose, but the river is too far away to taste. Dr. Pepper calls to you. You, you. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. All right, here's your warning. Only a day left to show your pits who's boss. Pit boss anti-perspirant and deodorant from Jack Black. You got to 11.59 on Tuesday to get their deal. Two for 26, a $38 value. Go to getjackblack.com and it says here, limited quantities, limited time. Get going. Well done, Mick. Some great copywriting by you and our friends at Jack Black. Welcome back to Talking Cowboys. We've only got a few minutes left in the show. So speaking of get going. Yeah. Number 21? Yes. 
You want to touch on him before we get out of here? He got going. Ended up with, we kept talking about 20, 25 snaps. He ended up with 37 snaps in the game. A couple of tries went a little longer for him. That's what Jason said. He yeah. pointed out that, okay, we had this thing going, and yeah. they weren't taking much time between plays to substitute, so they, they left him in there. Uh, looked I, no worse for wear no, coming out of that thing. I think physically he looked fine. I think uh, towards the end there, that drive when he ended up scoring the touchdown, he looked like he was getting a little bit more in rhythm, that he was seeing the holes a little bit better. Uh, and, and he was... I think he was really conscious of making sure he hung on to the football in a lot of those instances uh, because he hadn't been hit, right? So That's a great point. you, you got to be yeah. careful. It's one thing to be in shape, but that's yeah. one thing you're missing when you're not here. Or, or just getting banged around the way he would at least got you know touched up in, in, in training practice. camp. Yeah. So, uh, but I thought that, that drive when he scored the touchdown on the 10-yard run, he kind of showed, I go, okay, that's Zeke. And the run before that, oh, okay, I'm starting to see Zeke. So uh, they did a good job, but I'm not sure how well they did run blocking. I don't know if the run blocking yeah, was, on the yeah. offensive line takes a little more coordination. You know, it's funny that, you know, there was so much success throwing the football. And it's amazing, even not running the ball well, the threat or the potential of having Ezekiel Elliott in there affected the way the Giants played their linebackers. You know, they were so conscious of stepping up and trying to fill that that's why those slants and stuff were coming off the back. I mean, their play action, he fakes the inside handoff, and you've got full flow going one way, and the next thing you know, they got one-on-one -on, -one on the back side with nobody in that hole. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have run the ball either. I mean, if, if they're going to give you that, if they're going to give you 10, 12 yards every shot doing that. Now, you know, the, the, what I saw with, this, with, the, with the run blocking, though, is there was it's, it's going to be more about getting Zeke back to the flow of, okay, when, when we get the push here, making that cut here again. You know, I think he, the timing of some of their runs wasn't as good as it needed to be, but that will come. That will come with practice. He just needs to get back in the flow of, okay, when, we, when they push the front side here, where is it on the back side? Where do I need to make that cut? I think, I think Zeke was, instead of trying to cut the ball back and make runs, he was more about let's just press the hole, get what we can, and go forward. Just keep that's His mindset wasn't about try and make the huge – it was just trying to get what I can, get there, get what I can, get there. You know, But throwing the football, hell, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have run the ball at all if I'd known I was going to protect as well as I did and have receivers win on the outside like they did. You know that drill they do in training camp where Gary Brown, uh, basically the running back's coming at Gary Brown and they have those garbage cans yeah. set up and then he gives them the number, Two, like the hole three. to go <laughs> where, where to yeah. cut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I'm sure they didn't do that in Cabo. Right, right, right. Unless they lined up margaritas, and then it's like, okay, go this way, go that way. He said right? he did try to simulate plays. Now, yeah. I don't know exactly how he did it. But, but they, they probably didn't have the garbage cans either. Probably right? not. I mean, and, you know, know, that's one thing the running back's got to see. you got to keep your head up, and you got to look for where the hole at the last minute bunts open. I mean, that's what Barkley was doing awfully well, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, but other than that, you know, from a physical standpoint, they were right. He was in good enough shape. How many touches he ended up having? 13 runs and one catch, is that right? Yes. And one drop. Yeah. Uh, screen was pretty. That yeah. screen they set up, I talked about all the movement, the pre-snap movement they had just to get to a screen. I mean, that, that's, you know, I, and I think you'll see more. I think you'll see 
Ezekiel once again feel more comfortable with making those cuts, the violent cuts we've seen? And, you know, the Giants, they, they were committed to trying, like I said, step up and try and make tackles. They were not going to let him dictate this game. The problem is, like I said, they, they let, the, they let the, the receivers and tight ends just abuse them in this game. And, you know, with no pass rush, I mean, that, that's, that's, uh, that's uh, inexcusable for them. They've got, they've got a lot of issues on that, that, uh, that defense for the Giants. They really, really do. I mean, it was almost like they made this bet that, by golly, we're not letting Zeke beat us or Tony Pollard beat us. Yeah. Dak, can you beat us? Yeah. Well, you know what? You yeah. lost the bet. You lost the bet. He did, and after the game, you know, the contract talk was unavoidable. And what did you hear from that in the locker room or, or outside the locker room with Jerry and Steven? Yeah, I, I, the only thing that, you know, it sounded like, because when Jerry was asked about it right away, he kind of parried the question away and, well, we're not talking about it. And I guess later he said, yeah, it's imminent. So we'll see what imminent, the definition is. What does that is exactly mean? mean? Like it's a, it's it's in, in right away, like maybe tomorrow. Um, but we'll see. You know, everybody. The question everybody keeps asking is, well, okay, how much did that game cost the Cowboys because the price went up? But I'm thinking, if you were that close to a contract, Doesn't you're not going to sit here all of a sudden and rip everything up you yeah. accomplished and start again and say, oh, wait a minute now. You know what? We got a perfect quarterback. Well, well I need ten more million dollars. It, it just it, maybe it helps you resolve a little bit. I more. think it speeds up yeah. the process, maybe it, it of the little things that you haven't yeah. uh, agreed to yet. Yeah. It helps you resolve a little bit more. It, maybe it, it, it solidifies your thought that, like, okay, we're handing this, handing this young man a lot of money, and we're going to make him the future of our team, our future of our franchise, and maybe that gives you a little bit more of a, okay, we saw some of those things. That's what we always talk about. Scouts and first front office guys always want to see players perform well. And, you know, clearly with him and Kellen Moore and the way that this uh, – this offense looked yesterday throwing the football, you know, that gives you some hope that all the things of working with John Kitten, all the things they did this summer, all the extra work, everything about that was at least for one game was very, very positive. And the other thing I think it does is reinforce your thoughts that, okay, I'm going to make this purchase. Think about when you've made a big purchase and then you sit there and do it and you go, God, what did I just do? And then, you know, once you get whatever you had and it's what you thought it was, you're going, okay, this is good. So maybe this gives them, you know, no buyer's remorse here when you see a performance like that. Absolutely. Anything off Periscope that's cooking, Brian? Before we get out of here, or anything no, you guys just, want to touch on that we haven't touched on? No, they're just they're at, they're they're concerned about the, the they were wondering what we thought about the linebacker play overall. I know I think Lander uh, Vanderesh was second on the list in tackles, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. He, he Nine. Had, he had. Uh, yeah, and then uh, you know with Jalen, uh, you know, to me, I was ex- I was expecting a bigger game from those guys. I know because Leighton Vanderesh was like my guy, my pick to click guy. Yeah, ten. Yeah, ten. Because I didn't feel like well, I didn't feel like though that the Giants would be able to. Get Get to the linebackers. I thought all. I mean, I thought all three linebackers were going to play really, really well in that game. But you know, Van Der Esch, Other than Mickey talked about the one time that he got he got uh, hooked pretty good. But uh, yeah, I think that they, as a group, they would probably watch that tape and see they need to play a little bit. I think the front seven as a whole probably feels like they need to play a little bit better. And then again. You know, people are also asking about Anthony Brown. They're saying, "Hey, when does Byron Jones get back into the into the mix?" And I, I wrote last night this this could be the week that we could see Byron Jones back there at his starting right corner back spot because now he's got some time to practice. He got some work in the dime and the nickel and stuff like that yesterday. Matter of fact, the the one he had some coverage on Evan Ingram was was incomplete, so it was good to see him back doing those kinds of things. But 
uh, yeah, this could be the week that we see them flip that that out now and go back with Byron Jones after he made it through this game. What did he get, Mick? Like 20 snaps? 25? Who's that? Byron, Byron Jones. Jones? Yeah. Uh, 28. 28? There, there you go. Okay. 41%. Not so, bad. And you know what? The one, the one play, the Brown. If I'm remembering correctly, the the catch Fowler made on the sideline. Yeah, I mean that was just a great effort. Oh no, with no question. There's nothing you can do about that. Was the, the one? Was it a Woozie? Yeah. No, I thought it was. Oh, it was on the left side. Yeah, it was on. He was. You're he right. Was, yeah. So I yeah. thought it was Brown. Brown missed one tackle. He got yeah. blocked on that one run. Uh, but I mean, it wasn't like they. You know, it didn't seem like they were just ripping them down the field. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Jones helps out, and then Brown goes back in the slot. Jordan There's some Lewis. things to work on. Jordan Lewis got beat a couple times yeah. in there, but a lot of the stuff they did, you know, a lot of it was just dump off stuff, and they had to come up and and, and rally to the ball. Yep. All right, well, that was a quick wrap up, huh? We rallied to the end of the show. A lot to talk about. Flew by quickly. We'll be back tomorrow to continue breaking down what you saw in Week One. Maybe look ahead to the Redskins. Redskins. But uh, appreciate you guys joining Which us. Which half do you want to look forward to? Uh, I've watched both so far. There yeah, you go. I was going to say. There's a lot. First half or the second half? There's a lot to unpack there as well. We'll see you guys on Tuesday. The break is next. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!